The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey y'all, it's Vaughn Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. It's uh, late Tuesday, but I probably won't upload this till tomorrow. So I figure as as the hot topics come in, I figure I would um, start talking. So here I am. And of course, you can reach me, you can reach this podcast on iTunes, it's there, Spreaker, you know, if, if you want to view it, all, you know, if you want to view it uh, right then and there on the tweet, or it eventually makes it to iTunes, and of course, you go to iHeartRadio, download the app right now, and you can view my podcast with Clay Travis, Mark Madden, and all the other greats. Yeah, another shameless plug, I know. Another shameless plug. Be the be the be the one of fifty uh, viewers to uh <laughs> download the uh iHeartRadio app. <laughs> no, but seriously. Okay, well here we go. The pit departures are starting. Which is gonna happen. We're gonna have, you know, guys leaving, whether it's NFL or just leaving the program in general. It happens, you know, plus we got to get to a certain scholarship limit as well, and of course, you know, especially if we're going to keep, you know, recruit more players, and you know, that's just part of the life cycle with recruiting and managing your roster is you got players who, you know, they have some sort of life cycle in your program, whereas, you know, if they're not going to see playing time, we're not going to see the field for whatever reason because they're, you know, bearing a depth chart or, you know, and they just can't make their way up because there's other good players they have to deal with. Then eventually they get to get, um, they get crunched. You know, it used to happen a lot, even with NCAA football. When you used to, when I used to play NCAA football, you know, for like PlayStation 2, I remember. Good Lord. I would have, there, were, there were times I had 14 available scholarships and like I only, I'd only recruit 14 players and of course they were all five they would by like season six they'd be like they'd all be five star players and so and then as the final recruiting uh, thing comes I feel I feel I'm done with recruiting I landed all my players so I stopped recruiting and Lord if you know it you get like 10 more commits from players you didn't even want. <laughs> Some are like three stars, two stars. Or, you know, as, as the season progresses, as your, you know, your dynasty progresses, you get more four or five star players that you didn't want. And then you have to go through a roster and you're like, okay, this guy's a senior, this guy's a senior too. It's like, it's funny. It's like, especially the worst was like, was like well, offensive lineman was the worst for me. Because I'd be like, okay, I have a, uh, this Okay, this left tackle, he's a senior. He's definitely going to play. He's a 99 overall. This guy is a, uh, a junior, redshirt junior. He's a 98 overall. But I got a sophomore or, or a redshirt freshman who's a 95 overall. So who do I cut? Obviously, you cut the junior because 
it makes no sense because obviously you don't want the you don't want the redshirt freshman to uh, the transfer because he's not seen the field. So you do those things. And this is how long this is going to play out. I mean, some players are just going to want more playing time, and some may not even get it all. And they have to, you, know, you got to tell them, hey, you know, this whatever you're, whatever you're doing, it just ain't going to happen here. So go call Duquesne or Cal U or IUP or see if another uh, Division One program wants you. So, and of course you have the pro thing. And that, that, the most annoying thing for me in NCAA football, the game itself, where you get those players who you have such a great year with, and they just want to go pro all of a sudden, and you can't and you can't talk them out of it. You try to, and then all of a sudden, you, you're you're wasting your recruiting points by doing it, and you're like, and, and you have to just fuck. Excuse my language. You have to just cut ties because obviously this guy just wants to go pro. His mind was made up. So, yeah, I mean, you know, then you have then you had uh, transfers obviously as well. And a lot, a lot of the transfers I had you know, when I played NCAA football, a lot of them were just um, crappy players, and I have to I didn't have to talk them out of it. NCAA basketball for the PlayStation, well, not PlayStation, Xbox 360 when I had it was a different story. I had some uh, some big-time recruits when I was, a, you know, when I was a dynasty at Pitt. I had some big-time big, big time players leave me for better schools because basically my roster was so stacked with like five, five or six, or they had six-star player recruits that I had to really shuffle the playing time for a lot of them. And that's when you learn that you have to, for some, you know, for some of your roster, you have to actually recruit players that are four stars or like you know five stars, and just let them develop over time because by then you'll have to worry about them transferring. But of course, a lot of the, a lot of the high level six star recruits, a lot of them would just go to the NBA after one year because they would do so well. So okay, we just killed a whole bunch on that on that on on video games, but I'm just trying to make a little point of what you're seeing here. But in the case of quarterback, we saw one, we saw this happen. Uh, Kenny Pickett, true freshman. He obviously, we obviously. Well, here's the thing: we burned his red shirt, so it really wasn't Kenny's fault. The staffs obviously mangled this up because they wasted Kenny's red shirt. On a uh, one pass, one pass for Syracuse, and then of course they decided they didn't really work to use him for a whole much after that until the end of the year because Ben DiNucci was, was sucking so bad they had to do something. But um, but in a lot of ways they didn't have much of a choice in that case because Max Brown gets hurt and all you have is DiNucci really. So you had to you know obviously they're not the do something at that point, and of course, came Kenny. I guess with uh, McVitie or McVitie or how you pronounce his name, I'm, I'm just gonna say Tommy Mack. Uh, Mr. Mack, in his case, he was redshirt freshman. He obviously been with Pitt for some time, but obviously he wasn't ready because if he was, he would have played. He would have been in there, and he wasn't, for whatever reason. 
And they had him doing other stuff besides quarterback. So it just wasn't going to work here. And, of course, with Kenny Pickett emerging in the, in the end, he had that monster against Miami. It was pretty much pretty much the rain was on the wall. And, pr- and you could probably say when, when, when Pickett's redshirt was burned, the rain was on the wall as well. Because you've been the, I mean, you're, you've been a recruit and you've been here longer at Pitt than Pickett has. And, of course, he's seen playing time you're not. I mean, this was like this was the case of uh, this was like the case of Max Brown and Sam Darnold, where Max Brown was a senior, Darnold was a lot younger, and Max Brown struggled early in the year. Darnold takes over and takes off, and Max Brown pretty much is uh, up shit crick because a younger guy outperformed him, and he's gonna be there a while, and that's that. So there you have it. But, uh, you know, as far as Matt goes, him and his dad were class acts, and they bled blue and gold throughout this whole pro- whole thing. So I wish them well in what they do. I mean, it just happens. It's just part of college athletics. And he's young. So let him go somewhere and get his feet wet. I mean... We've we've had we've done these before many times with Pitt. I mean, look what happened with Walt Harris when he recruited uh, Palco, Getze, and Joe Flacco. Palco and Getze were in the same class, and um, unfortunately for Getze, Palco that job was Palco's come hell or high water. So Palco would have would have had to really screw up for Getze to get that job. You know, Palco had to really F it up. Because his dad, for one thing, modeled his offense after Walt Harris's while Tyler was still in high school, just so he can so the transition was a little smoother. But there were some rough patches for Tyler in the beginning, and he had a chance to uh, take the job from Rod Rutherford, and it just didn't happen. Rod, I guess, you know, I guess if anything, it motivated Rod, and he grab the job back but we end up burning Tyler's red shirt because we had him go out and do a quick kick against Virginia Tech yeah of all things we burn we burn a red shirt on Palco's we burn his on a quick kick but uh, that job was Palco's hell hard water Joe Flacco was there as well he was uh, the the class after those two and you know there was talk about um uh, about you know, a lot of people have said even uh, certain recruiting people like Greg Croft, for instance, who did used to do all the you know you know uh, last I heard from Croft, he was doing DreamBackfield.com and oh, and I should say go check out that site as well. They've you know they've obviously got some enhancements to that site and uh, they got some pretty decent guys that are writing pretty well. And, uh, of course, they're trying to get some more activity over there as well. It's a, nice, it's a really good site. Probably one of the most underrated you know, sites in Pitt uh, blogosphere, I can say. Give them a shot. I mean, uh, at one time they had Croft. They had Harry Paceras there. And Paceras moved on to uh, the Sports Now with uh, Mike Butterfield, whatever his last name is, who runs that site. He's there, and you know Croft was there too. And Croft has been doing the recruiting stuff for years. 
and he was obviously really good at it. Of course, he was the guy who said that Flacco, Flacco was was going to be better than Tyler Palco eventually, and he took a lot of abuse for him on message boards, but he ended up being right because Flacco's in, you know, in the NFL, and he's making a lot of money. But at the time, Tyler was just a better quarterback. So, you know, that's, a, that's one case of where it all messed up. But if you look at that, that group, you know, Palco took Pitt to a Big East title in the BCS Bowl game. Uh, Luke Getze set a bunch of records at um, Akron and, and, all, and quarterbacked them to their first uh, MAC title. And actually, they, they won on the last play of the game. Uh, he threw a touchdown pass to Dominic Hickson that won the game. So he set a bunch of records. And, uh, of course, Luke has really uh, moved up in the ranks as well. I mean, he uh, he has some connections from Akron that got him some jobs. You know, uh, you know he he realized he wasn't going to do much in the pros, so um, he just decided to go into coaching. And now he's a wide receivers coach for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he's really moved up. I mean, he started out as offensive coordinator, I think, in West Virginia Westland, I think. And then he did some grad assistant roles. I think one of one, one of which was at Pitt, I believe. But uh, there's no bad blood between uh, Getsy and, and Walt Harris after what happened there. I guess uh, they made up eventually. And, of course, it was J.D. Brookhart that made, him, that made him kiss and make up. So there's no animosity between them. And, of course, you had Flacco who... You know, he, uh, you know, he had a great career at Delaware, and he got drafted in the first round, and now he, you know, now he's a, he has a Super Bowl ring and a big contract that, you know, kind of screwed over his rest of the team. But hey, go get paid. But uh, yeah, there'll be more to come, more transfers. We'll see more guys probably going pro as well. Maybe a few more guys, which we'll begin to in a minute. Uh, for one thing, we have two guys. Well, we have one, not two guys leaving now. We got Quadri Henderson leaving. He declared to go to the draft. And, you know, I made a little anecdote on Twitter last night that he could end up in New England because he's, you know, he hasn't really reached the ceiling as a receiver because there really wasn't much there to begin with. So he's he could be easy, easily for them to groom into their, into their into their offense because there's a lot you know there's a thing with New England, New England players, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that once they leave New England system and go to our team, they're just not the same player. So he could end up there. Plus, you know, as a return guy as well, a utility player because Deal Lewis is small and fast. Look what he's done with New England, and. Um, He started off with the Eagles and the Browns. The Browns actually really liked Deion Lewis. The problem with Deion Lewis was his ball security. He kept fumbling. And, you know, when, you, when you're on a, a team like, you know, the Browns, you can't afford to fumble. They can't afford it. Whereas he can screw up at New England and they won't care because they got Tom Brady and eventually they, they, they will come back and beat you. But I don't know. It's going to take a lot for Henderson to get drafted. He's going to need to really do well in the combine, and he's going to need to be pumped up by you know by the by the uh, draft Knicks, the guys who cover him. 
I was really bummed by Whitehead um, declaring Jordan Whitehead. He you know, he declared as well. And suppose he's he's one of the top safeties in the draft. And people say he's been ready since he's been you know, NFL ready since um, since he was a freshman. Well, maybe as a you know, maybe on the field he has, but off the field it's a different story because there's a lot. Of derivatives that get into being drafted and just your on-field play—it's everything. It's everything you are as a human being, how you handle things. If you had some situations in your life, certain you know, animosities, how did you handle them? And for, and more importantly, what the hell were you doing? Because he he missed the first four games this year, which was the elephant, in the, which it's going to be the elephant in the room. Excuse me, I had to clear my. Th- I had to pause this to clear my throat. But um, the biggest elephant in the room is going to be his um, suspension. What he was doing, how you know, what the hell he was doing, because it's obviously not going to be good. Because they're always going to find ways to get you. And one of the things is, you know, obviously those. If the four games was because of a piss test, well, it's not going to look too uh, snazzy for him because look what happened with Josh Gordon. Gordon missed you know a whole bunch of his career, and there was a receiver out of Jacksonville who was really good. I forget his name; it escapes me. Played at Oklahoma State, and he was really good, but he uh, couldn't piss clean. And that's the thing with some of these teams. If they're going to they're examine you, if you can't piss clean, pretty much you're unreliable. So they're not, they're not going to waste a high draft pick on you. And so you want, I mean, the only thing I have to say about Whitehead is, you know, he's got to sell, sell these teams that whatever crap that got him suspended hits out of his system and he knows where he's going is there's going to be high expectations of him. You know, and not to mention he's going to be reliable because they're 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 using all their money and time on this guy on him to develop him. And if he's not going to you know put his 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 effort in, then they're not going to bother. So yeah, he's obviously been NFL ready. And at one point, he was probably our best offensive weapon that we had because he was that good. And obviously, he you know he scored a, you know he was pretty big in the Syracuse game being able to take the ball and go. But, um, sure, he's been ready. The guy can ball. It's just, there's a lot of reasons that, uh, when you get to his, when you get to his interviews with, um, NFL executives and scouts and all that, they're going to grill you over, over a lot of stuff. And so how he handles that and whatever stuff he did at Pitt, He's got to handle that as well, and that's not an easy thing. I mean, when Tom Savage was was was, was in the draft, he was questioned a lot about his uh, NFL teams, all the teams he switched. You know, because he did a lot of that. And of course, uh, one of the guys he interviewed with was Greg Schiano, and of course, and um, you know, he apologized to you know Schiano for you know for leaving. You know, he tell he made a mistake, and you know it happens. Some kids get you know they lose their job and they they get upset and they said the hell with it, I'll leave. And it's it's happened to Pitt too. We've had guys get 
you know, they ain't get they ain't like the spawner depth charts. So they just leave. I mean, Todd Thomas was one of them. And of course, it was done to motivate him for one thing, and he took it the wrong way and got mad and decided, "Well, I'm out of here. Goodbye." So we don't have to deal with a whitehead. I mean, I'm I'm surprised we even landed him for one thing when we did. But uh, he was one of the many. You know, he's pretty much that token. But you know, P player that we land that ends up doing really well, and you know, because you know we had you know Tyler Boyd one year, <laughs> Revis obviously was one. And of course, Revis was a three star, and you know he had that big game against uh, in the states, I believe. I think when he scored five touchdowns, and I think he did them several different ways, and he ended up at Pitt. And of course, you know he wasn't really high recruit because he really didn't attend all the camps, things like that. Which is now, you know, if you're a a football player in high school and you want to get noticed, you got to attend a whole bunch of camps and, you know, you may get an offer. It may not be, for, you know, it may not be a, um, a D1 school, but if it's a scholarship, you take it. Scholarship or scholarships. So, I don't have anything else to talk about. I guess we'll close it out here. As I have no more uh, material to talk about. Obviously, we just have to keep monitoring the guys leaving and the guys are bringing in because we, you know, we just landed a, um, I believe it's a JUCO quarterback. We just landed. We pulled him in, and obviously he's going to replace McVitie. And I don't think that Danucci's going to leave because he's, no, I mean he's really going to want him. I think he could be a, I think he could be a serviceable, serviceable backup. You know, with some more development, and who knows? Maybe Kenny Pickett struggles, and Danucci, you know, makes idiots of us, and has a huge game because I mean, Danucci's very mobile. I mean, and uh, so is Pickett. Both dual threat guys. It's just one has it, one one has it, but that one doesn't right now. But anyways, folks, I'm done here. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'm sure if, uh, if something comes to my mind, I'll talk about it. But hell to pit.